Hey, Hope family, we're back again with another Hope Daily, and this morning we'll be looking through Matthew 6, 9 to 15. These verses are commonly referred to as the Lord's Prayer, and for quite some time, uh, this prayer has been recited by believers in, in gatherings, and I don't know if that was Jesus's initial intent that we would pray this word for word, but I also don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with praying this uh, as it's presented to us. But like anything that we recite over and over again, it can lose its meaning. So as we kind of break it down this morning, my hope is that the words of Jesus would not be some rote memorization cemented in your brain that has lost all meaning but is there, but instead that it would come to life and be used to draw you closer to a God who loves you. So let's jump into it, Matthew 6, 9 to 15, and there Jesus says this, Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So, again, familiar words to many of us, but let's just go phrase by phrase here and and break it down a little bit. So, Jesus begins by saying, Our Father in heaven. And the word Father here is Abba, which shows intimacy. And Jesus really brings this out, uh, his intimate relationship that he has with God, calling God Abba, uh, was not particularly common, but Jesus uh, does it here and elsewhere throughout the Gospels to really drive home the intimate relationship that he has, but that we all can have with our Heavenly Father. So our Father, Abba, Daddy, our Abba Father, who is in heaven. He is our Father. There is an intimate relationship. There's a closeness, but our Father is in heaven, that there's Uh, superiority there, that God is certainly not on par with us. Um, The way a young child looks at their father as being so great and powerful is the way that we should be looking at our heavenly father, but also with that, that close relationship there. And so Jesus acknowledges this tension of a God who has created the universe, who uh, I believe in Isaiah, it says that he measures the heavens with the breath of his hand. And so we, we have this idea of this huge God who dwells not in temples or even on earth, but who also comes close and is loving and a caring father. And so all of that is wrapped up in our father who is in heaven. And then Jesus says, hallowed be your name, or your name be holy. There is a longing for God to be honored by mankind here on this earth, and a longing for the ultimate moment where God's name will be honored by all, and every knee will bow and acknowledge the holiness of God. And then Jesus says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I think the on earth as it is in heaven portion of this shows that we are not simply to pray for an escape from this earth, but instead our our longing is that God's will would be done here. And so part of that will is that 
people would be obedient to God's way of living, even when we put this in context of the Sermon on the Mount, that the the ethic of Jesus would be on display here, that the Beatitudes, the blessings, that that would come true even on this earth, um, that we would see these things starting to form. As Jesus says, even before the Sermon on the Mount, that the, the kingdom of God is, is at hand, that we would see that reality come to pass on earth. Our hope is not in a in escaping a decaying earth, but in ushering in the kingdom that Jesus brought with him to take part in the renewing of all things. And this uh, renewing of all things ultimately will happen with the return of Christ, but there's a work to be done. And so uh, our longing is your kingdom come, not we go to it, but that it would come here, this progressive ongoing vision of the kingdom of God, that we would be a part of that work. And then Jesus says to give us this day our daily bread, which reminds me of uh, a couple things. One is that we're going through the story of Exodus on Sunday mornings. Mark's taking us through that. And uh, we're actually just about to get to the story where uh, they receive manna from heaven. And uh, uh, what a blessing it is. And then they begin to... uh, grumble and complain about it. But every day they were to eat the bread that was given to them and they weren't to take extra and store it up for it would rot and decay by the next day. But they were to be dependent day by day on uh, what God would provide for them. And then uh, the second thing that it reminds me of is Proverbs 37 to 9, where the Solomon says, two things I ask of you, deny them not to me before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest 